You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Welcome back to Sprott Money News. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up for Friday, October the 28th. I'm your host, Craig Hemke. Joining us here on the last Friday of October is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, glad to be back. Pretty uneventful week for the precious metals, but uh, certainly a, an eventful week uh, in the financial markets. That is for certain. Uh, the big news here on Friday, there hasn't been much news this week, but the big news today was the first report of the U.S. GDP for the third quarter. And even though uh, most analysts had marked it all the way down to 2%, it magically came in at 2.9%, Eric. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of the U.S. economic data today? Kind of a nice pre-election number to pop out there, uh, I'm sure to be revised later. I don't think anybody believes the economy is uh, growing at 2.9 percent. But uh, uh, what's it matter? The mainstream media will report it, and everything will be fine. And uh, meanwhile, no one will get a wage increase. There's be really no jobs created. But other than that, everything's okay. <laughs> just a just a status quo. So for, yeah, amazingly, that's uh, twice the rate that the U.S. economy was growing through the entire first half of this year. Sounds like uh, it's just made to generate headlines, uh, positive headlines. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, this is while housing and autos are both uh, going down in the third quarter. So it's hard to imagine that they, they pulled it out of the bag, but so be it. As you know, we're always skeptical of any numbers that come out of the U.S. government. Yep. Now, it's caused price to go down a little bit this morning. But as you mentioned, price has been pretty solid all week for both gold and silver, not really going up or going down. Even in the face of significantly higher interest rates uh, around the world, it may not seem like much. But when you're starting from this low, there's a pretty big moves we're seeing in rates. What do you make of that? Well, quite frankly, if you're a guy in a bond market, you'd almost be calling it a crasher. I mean, there's been some serious changes in rates. And, uh, you know, as you and I discussed before this call, uh, German rates were minus 20. Now they're plus 20 beeps. Uh, the, uh, the 10-year in the U.S. is up over 185. Uh, I think that's up 25 basis points uh, from the low, which is a very significant number, uh, when you start with such a low base, because the losses on the bonds are quite incredible here. So, and we've seen it across uh, all territories. You know, most of the government bonds in in the world, Europe in particular, have gone way way up here. So there's a little bit of carnage going on in the bond market, which typically uh, would uh, be a precursor for problems in the equity market. And interestingly, I think for us, problems in equities and bonds at the same time should be good for gold and silver. Yep, you're absolutely right in that regard. In fact, the move in, in the U.S. rates is remarkable. Like we were all the way down at 2.1% on the long bond back in July, and now we're 26 Those are pretty significant losses for those bondholders. Yeah, it's just that it's so leveraged now with rates being so low that a, even a one deep increase in rates is... Uh, significant losses and of course a lot of people are levered in bonds right because they're borrowing at nothing and lending it out at 30 year let's say 2.6 percent and think they're making a fortune because they're levered five times and all of a sudden it goes against them whoa does that back up in a hurry almost feels like uh, history is repeating itself a bit eric as is uh, the price of gold but also now the dollar strength leading you know is coming off of these higher interest rates and now problems in the emerging markets as well. So much of this reminds me of, of late 2015 and, the, and January of this year. And 
and we know what happened to gold afterward. I know you're watching those emerging markets as well. I'm pretty interested yeah. in what's happening there. Well, one of the things that we all know, Craig, is none of the, you don't solve a debt problem with more debt. And, uh, you know, it's the same old answer theoretically to the question, although there has been a change at the central bank level. Obviously, when Mr. Kuroda came out a number of weeks ago and said, oh, well, maybe we have to have a reverse operation twist, i.e. long rates should go up, and other banks have now corroborated that, that looks like the new policy here. So uh, it's not going to be good for the bond market, certainly the long end of the bond market. And um, so we, we just end up with the, the problems we always we, we knew we were going to end up with. You have to stop quantitative easing somewhere along the line and uh, and rates because markets were manipulated they're going to go back to normal and normal is not going to be fun in the interest rate world so we should all uh, stand by here well you know you mentioned that and uh, the idea that these small moves have a dramatic impact on people that are levered uh, or institutions that are levered and one of the most popular ways of coming up with all this additional le- uh, leverage is through derivatives and an interesting story this week about how Deutsche Bank is having to uh, restate a few things uh, to the U.S. government and the U.S. regulators about the size of their derivative book. Did you see that one? <laughs> I saw the the very curt and short comment on it, and something to the effect that, uh, you know, their models may have been mistaken. And, of course, when you start with a, whatever it is, 60 or $70 trillion dollar derivative program and you're out by a little like one percent to 60 trillion is uh, we're talking almost a trillion dollars here right a uh, trillion dollars would would wipe anybody out that's it and that's that's be, be like one and a half percent change in the model but you know i think everyone listening can assume most of these uh banks have sort of cheated us on almost everything that they've disclosed whether it's uh, foreign currencies or bonds or subprime this or subprime that. I mean, it's just a, there's a whole scam going on where we're not getting straight goods. In fact, I think there's an inquiry opening up in the States with foreign exchange here was announced this morning. Um, so, and I've always suspected that Deutsche Bank's uh, derivative problems will become immense. And as a follow-up to that, I found it rather interesting that the Bank of England sent out a missive to their banks asking them, the U.K. banks, asking them what their exposures were to Deutsche Bank and Italian banks. And normally what happens in these things is the upper levels of banking know about the problem before us mere peons are told there is a problem. And I think that uh, the Bank of England probably knows about the problem and wants to try to stem the tide in the U.K., and who knows whether other people are doing the same thing. But, I mean, you're getting a, a few sniffs here of a problem, well, it's more than a fuseness because Deutsche Bank Sock is telling you there's a problem. But the fact that they came out and said, well, maybe our models are were, were tweaked a little incorrectly, I think it could lead to a very, very big story. Certainly appears that the, that the water's getting mur- uh, murkier and the problem is getting deeper, no doubt about that. And you just wonder, uh, again, with all of these banks' exposure to bonds and interest rates at such low levels, how much more dramatic this might get right. in the in the uh, weeks ahead. And, of course, by definition, incredibly levered, right? I mean, they're automatically levered about 20 to 1 because that's just the way a bank balance sheet is. But imagine if they got a little 
uh, torqued out on the long side. Oh, my God, the, the damages to bank earnings could be absolutely stunning. Well, let's wrap up this week talking a little bit about the metal specifically and uh, the shares, too. They've had a, a rather interesting 60 days or so. The shares rolled over in late August and have come down 30%, maybe 40% in some of the indices, but are still up over 100% from the lows. Let's start there. Uh, how do you feel yeah. about the shares as we as we barrel toward the end of the year? Well, I can tell you that I keep looking at companies. In fact, I'm in the process of buying 5% of, of a company today. It hasn't been completed, but uh, I'm trying to do that. Um, obviously, I'm very excited for where we should be in the gold and silver markets. I'm very impressed by the physical demand. We've seen good numbers coming out of China. We're hearing good things out of India. Uh, the coin sales are going strong. Uh, when I, for example, we had a couple of interesting things happen this week. We had Egypt's pound just get terribly crushed. We got Venezuela announcing they're going to create a new currency. No, that's 200 times bigger than the highest present currency. I mean, the hyperinflation is just incredible. And when I see those things happen, I just think, why didn't those people own gold? Yeah. Why didn't every Venezuelan own gold, every Egyptian own gold? You know, and, and every every week there's a new country, and you just got to wonder, well, how how stupid can the world be, uh, particularly in, in a place where the currencies are are vulnerable, which, by the way, is almost every country in the world. <laughs> um, and you, you'd think that some people would be reacting to it and trying to protect themselves by owning gold and silver. So, obviously, the way things are playing out economically, monetary policy. I think they all favor uh, gold going much higher, and hopefully we can, you know, break up the manipulation. We've had this big decrease in the open interest, the short open interest by the commercials. It's it's not finished yet, but hopefully we can get that done with here and uh, and see it move back up again. That's where I was going to finish, actually, was to go to that COT report. Um, but, you know, you mentioned... That uh, the and I guess I'm guilty of this as well, and most folks are. I mean, we all look at gold and its dollar price, while we ignore gold and all these other currencies that is breaking out and and moving back toward all time highs, while we fixate on the dollar. Exactly, and I think I was reading an article that, and I think in England it's almost at a record high price. So you know, if you're sitting in England, you own gold, you're not worried about your currency going down. Yep. You're, you're, you've never been better off, and there's many other countries where that's happening as well. I think Russia and maybe Mexico and any place where the currency's been weak. Even Canada, I mean, our currency's been very weak, and we're not at the highs, but we're not far away. I yep. guarantee you that. Gold's doing exactly what you want it to do. Uh, to that yep. end, though, the price is still set uh, primarily through electronic paper derivative trading, all this synthetic gold running around there, around the world, where people think they own gold, but actually they just own paper. Uh, to that end, uh, the COMEX got to some extremes, I guess, in terms of uh, the uh, speculative positions versus the bank positions, but that's really been cleaned up in the last three weeks. In fact, the uh, gross naked short position of the commercials in the COMEX has declined by more than a third. Those banks have covered 370 metric tons of paper gold in the last three weeks. Cleaning up that cot report just a little bit. Do you do you think there's more to go, or is that typically a pretty good sign? Well, it's such an awful thing to have to go through. I mean, I've been through it so many times; it's making me sick. Uh, uh, and of course, I just can't. I, I mean, really, what should happen? There should be an investigation. The guy should just be kicked out of the business. Okay, 
that's what the um, uh, some of these uh, rules that uh, were going to be um, enforced were to get banks out of trading commodities. Well, of course, it hasn't worked at all. Yep. But that's really what should happen here. And yes, we got to go through it. And someday, you know, there'll be a very successful lawsuit about how they ripped us off on the, on the COMEX. Um, and someday the price of gold will just explode. I, I can't tell you when that day is, but all the, the data and all the analysis tells you that's going to happen. So, But we are, on an interim basis, we're better off with the banks having covered a lot of their shorts. And uh, we're very close to where it would reverse itself uh, based on that a transition that's taking place. Yep. All right. Well, now by next Friday, we'll have the latest edition of the U.S. Employment Report, but it may not matter much. It appears that the the market seems to believe that a, a rate hike from the Fed is just about a fait accompli. But but we'll talk about it next Friday. Until then, I, I well, we, Craig, we, Craig, I should add one thing. You know, we saw we saw gold go down five bucks when they announced the GDP. But I'm happy to report it's back up two bucks. Okay, so we're actually we've actually we're in the green a little this week. So. At least not all everybody out there is a total idiot. So some people get it. <laughs> well, you know, and it's a good sign and th- that gold would hang in there. At least the paper price on the COMEX would hang in there this firm, uh, even in the face of the higher rates, even in the face of all these movements in Forex. I think that's a pretty good sign, isn't it? It's all very positive. That's all I can say. I mean, it's very positive. The volatility of the competing instruments is so crazy that owning gold and silver are the most logical thing to do. Sounds like the the mantra we live by, my friend. Uh, you got it. Though I guess no one's ever really accused me of always doing the logical thing. But in this case, <laughs> in this case, it's working out. Uh, Eric, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to visit with you. And I hope hey, you have great. a great weekend. You too, man. All the best. All right. And from everyone here at Sprott Money News, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>